Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hello, everybody. We are back for the final day after show of the cap run. We have day after shows here today um, because we are recapping two shows this afternoon. We will be talking about uh, Saturday and Sunday's shows. Uh, I've got three very special guests here with me today. Unfortunately, the other always almost there guys are all tied up this afternoon. But we've got Megan, Camito, and Nicole. Thank you all for being here. Very excited. Um, Thanks for having me. Yes. So before we dive in, of course, uh, a brief word from our sponsor. Uh, Today's episode of Always Almost There is sponsored by Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune systems as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, and it's especially supportive the day after a five-night run where you can tell my voice is a little bit shot. <laughs> uh, you can use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. Very exciting. So how's everyone feeling today? I know, Camito, you and I are the only ones that did all five uh, and are recuperating, but how are you guys doing? I feel great. I admittingly was, I saved myself for Saturday because it was the day of the event that we put on. So mm-hmm. I, I knew I would be pushing it otherwise. So, you know, Saturday went big. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. I went big on Sunday night and I'm paying for it terribly. Yep. I woke up early to teach third grade today. So <laughs> it was, it's been a rough day, but I'm really happy to be here. And I had an epic day yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it was just so special. We're excited to hear about it. Camila, what about you? How are you? I mean, like you never run out of energy anyway. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I spent the winter getting ready for a five-night run. I <laughs> yeah. On Tuesday night, I hit a PR on the Peloton. You know, I was like ready to go. So, uh, you know, my spiritual cup is full. I'm good. Good to go. 
Awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk about uh, Saturday and Sunday. Before we dive into Saturday's show, uh, obviously, Nicole, um, I really want to hear about the background of this amazing Fox G1 benefit. Uh, you know, if people didn't have a chance to read in the Elgoos Times about it, but tell us about how this came about, background, and everything that happened. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. It's been about maybe more than a year in the making. It all started um, during the pandemic. I um, bought my son a guitar lesson with Rick on Lively. And so I guess, you know, we were pr all pretty new to Goose then because <laughs> who wasn't, right? Um, and gosh, had I seen them yet, Mark? I mean, was this pre or post South Farms? I'm not even sure in the timeline. It was pre, I haven't even seen them live, but just listened all the time and bought Tanner, my son, a guitar lesson. And it was the thick of the pandemic. And my son had this guitar lesson with Rick for an hour. I I mean, I'm fangirl videoing it. Tanner's like, stop that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you videoing my guitar lesson? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and it was amazing. And I will say Rick was like, how old are you? You're 13, you know these scales. So I was like, the proudest mama <laughs> of what Rick was saying to Tanner, what he knew. And so um, after Rick and I just talked, I mean, we must've talked for 30 minutes and I told him about Tanner. I told him about Tanner's sister, Josie, who, um, so Tanner is now, he's turning 16 on Sunday. Um, wow. Happy birthday. Yeah. He was 13 at the time. And so Josie is 11 now. So, um, yeah, that math is hard the Monday after, right? Um, <laughs> so um, I told him about Josie and how she was born with a very rare disease called Fox G1 syndrome. And he was just listening. Um, you know, we talked about other things. I used to be in the music business and we just had a great chat. Um, so Josie was born with this very rare, severe neurological condition called Fox G1 syndrome. And um, she's 11. She can't talk or walk or sit up. Um, she suffers from epilepsy, which really sucks. Um, she, she can't take care of her basic needs. She has a G-tube for feeding. Um, but she is the coolest girl in the whole world. <laughs> she is just, she is pure joy. She is, she's really magical. And I'm so blessed to be her mom. And in 2017, I co-founded the Fox G1 Research Foundation, you know, and we just got started. We said, you know, there's got to be a way, you know, and we just started finding out all the scientists out there that were interested in Fox G1, you know, telling them, hey, if we gave you money, what would you do? And <laughs> built this team that to fast forward now five years, we're working on a gene therapy that we're seeing incredible early data on that we hope to be in clinical trials within the next two years for, to wow. literally fix the gene. That's amazing. So, That's yeah. incredible. So, thank you. Yeah. So it's been quite a wild ride, but from that conversation with Rick during the pandemic, he said, Hey, you know, whatever we can do to help, let me know. And I was like, well, really? And he's like, yeah, I was like, well, maybe we'll do a show together. <laughs> maybe we can do a benefit. He's like, that would be great. And here's my email. Let's talk. And I was like, wow, what a nice guy. Um, and so we kept in touch. He put me in touch with Ben, their manager, who's become like a family. Like Ben is just 
what I wrote in the El Goose Times is he's one of those guys that within the first few minutes of speaking to someone, you just feel like you've known them your whole life. And he said the same thing, like, yeah, let's let's try to make something happen. We would love to. And the article in the Times, I called the power of yes. You know, just people who say like, yes, you know, let's let's do something. How far that goes? You know, it's Mark, what's mm-hmm. the line? It sets off the dominoes that can improve lives. And um, so we, you know, and then also enter Peter Shapiro, who is someone else who said yes to me along this journey. I've known Peter for a long time through our previous um, endeavor in the music business. My husband and I used to own a company called Quello Concerts. Um, which, oh, okay. Yeah. I've yeah. Did you know? Um, we streamed Live Fish on Quello. So it was like an early place where you can go to watch fish because we were on Apple TV and all the devices first. Um, So I've known Peter for a while and he, you know, all along said, you know, let's make something happen. Let's do a Fox G1 event. And he actually joined my business advisory board, which is pretty tremendous. And um, so fast forward to, I guess, a couple months ago and Peter and Ben get in touch with me and say, we've got it. We're doing a five, don't tell anyone. <laughs> but we're doing a five night <laughs> run at the cap. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, hard to hold. <laughs> I kept it tight. And so, um, and then we'll do this party before. And they said, how's this? So we'll do a party in Garcia's before. And the band will play a little private show for your team. You'll have 150 tickets to sell to your party, to the show that night. And the band will play just for your guests, which I call Team Josie, who are the people along the way who have just been the greatest supporters <laughs> down here, bottom bottom corner, <laughs> one of Team Josie's super, super fans. <laughs> um, and, and that's what happened. We um, had a private goose show for Team Josie and had an amazing event in Garcia's and then all got to dance together to the Saturday night show. And it's, it was great. That that's, that's an amazing story. Thank you uh, so much for sharing that, Nicole. And that's, you know, really, again, a testament that we keep seeing, like, you know, this band and the team behind the band, like they're just amazing people. They really, Uh, really are. I mean, these guys are so busy, you know, Mm. and like, five nights in a row and playing extra, you know, they're just, just yeah. said, yes, whatever we could do to help. You know, and I met Ben in Mexico um, for fish just recently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I introduced myself. I'm like, I got to tell you on the, on the foundation. And he said the exact same thing, you know, and I'm talking about Ben, the drummer. Yes. Um, yeah. He goes, whatever we can do to help. And, you know, they're, just, they're really, I said in the article, they're just maybe, equally as kind as they are talented and and we know how talented they are. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Well, let's dive into these shows. We've got two shows to talk about here. I just did four, two shows to talk mm-hmm. about here. Um, very excited to dive into them. We also have an array below show that I'd like to discuss uh, in the middle. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but yes. So let's start with Saturday night. Uh, Camito start us off. I mean, you know, you got your, you got your spot because you were in for the benefit. Um, yes. But, you know, getting in on Saturday night, how are you feeling, you know, night four? God, just like charged, like with, with uh, my, my energy actually increased, you know. Um, <laughs> as, as, you know as the more the- you dance, the more energy you get. 
<laughs> no, but you know, like it, 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 it fills you with something sustaining and, you know, somewhat permanent as, as well that, um, mm -hmm. and, and by the time we got to Saturday night, you know, and like, you, you know, you, you called me in to talk about the vibe, right? So I'm, I'm going to talk about the vibe. By the time we got to Saturday night, the web of connection inside that room was so deep mm -hmm. everybody knew everybody and the vibration was so high because of all that shared energy and connection and i'm not just talking about from the like the hairs on my arms are, are raised as i say it i'm not just talking about the relationships built over the years like you know nicole who's my super great friend like we met for the first time at south farms in that pod right in that <laughs> and let's do this <laughs> and, and that that's just one of many relationships and and we added handfuls and handfuls of relationships to that web this weekend so by day four there was such a feeling of community that i think we were all so charged and that manifested in a saturday night that i know a lot of people will call the best night of the run i'm not going to play that game I'm just collecting them. I'm not ranking them. I'm just collecting them. But it, it was charged in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. It was immediate. I feel like that the crowd energy really peaked uh, Saturday night and last night. Like really, just mm -hmm. the place was just going nuts for every song. The band was feeding off of it too, like musically and just like with huge smiles on their faces. Um, but yeah, like fr from the first note, like did this echo Hollywood nights that they opened the show with on Saturday. It was just awesome. Like, you know, yeah, first of all, faster, they packed. Talk to us about that. Like a faster echo of the rose. Like, well, that's what the they, that's how they've been playing it mostly since the end of 2021. But they packed a lot of improvisation into this first 10 minute echo, which mm -hmm. was really cool. Like, yeah. And then, you know, they're surprised like Hollywood nights again, like, which is, I love that this song is kind of in semi-regular rotation now. Uh, you know, they, this is, I think their th third time. Uh, playing it since it got busted out in uh, November to boost. Um, and, you know, they, they teased it in Mexico in this old sea. So, but I, I love seeing it, you know, Rick kills this song as he does. Um, and the place goes nuts for it. It was great. I saw yeah, that it kind of like nice and so white fun. satin. It's just one of those big covers that yeah. everybody gets behind. Yeah. 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 So good. Agreed. And then, I mean, Bob Don with, always good you know like grimy too like you know th this song this song just keeps getting like thicker um and i really love the way that they brought the ending of echo back around out of the the end of bob don like it felt like a really also again energy wise this felt like a really standout bob don with like and you know that it, it stands up notably with uh the, the one from frederick i remember as being really impactful yeah uh, like the the one in the rain with the arrow, Bob Don was just uh, yeah. That Bob Don, I, I love because it's. I mean, it's a lot faster than they play it now too, and it's more of like an arena rock than a you know, kind of a different kind of rock vibe to it now. Just it's it's slower. They kind of take it differently, but yeah, that Frederick one is awesome. I, I I got called up to the rail for this Bob Don and like completely lost my marbles, head banging, and you know. Yes. Then when they brought the echo back at the end, it was mm -hmm. just. I don't remember when in the first set it was, but I, I I I said to you a couple of times, but I thought 
you were on the balcony on Saturday night too. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, dancing in the first set. And then obviously like, you know, I can see you doing your thing up at the front. There's nobody <laughs> who raises his arms in quite the same way. And I was like, Oh, Camito's on the rail tonight. <laughs> it's quite a crew. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my first seekers, which I was excited about, you know, did my nice bathroom for part one rage part two. Um, and then <laughs> Mr. Action and SOS to close the set, but it was, Great first set. I loved it. Can we talk about Mr. Action a little bit? Yes. Let's talk about Mr. Action. I, I love mean, this it's, song. It, it, it's one I've been waiting for. Um, we, we talked about it the other day, actually. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think they went off script at all, but w- within the lines of the song, that was a really chugging. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I don't know who specifically. I think we kind of bantered this around a bit the other day i don't know if it was written for coach or for the whole team or for who Mm -hmm. um but but a real celebration of the people behind the scenes who who make this goose engine go right there's so many of them peter shouted them all out yesterday but it's a big team that makes this happen and and that song celebrates them all yeah i i love i love that song and sos kills every time always dawn's the best (laughs) one ever yeah it's it's so good it's so good. And then second set. This is a very, very dense second set. Like there, there was a lot, a lot going on here. Hunger site opens place goes nuts for it. You know, yeah. obviously yeah. that moment now, partially because of Trey and partially because it's an amazing musical moment, that first guitar solo, when it hits oh. in hunger site at every and show that, now, that it's is so the recognizable. of 2022. Yeah. Like that it is. is the sound. When I think of 2022 musically, I'm going to think of that solo. Like it made the Super Bowl. Literally. Yeah, it yeah. made the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's their Super Trey Bowl song. It. Yeah, Trey playing it at like Radio City. Like I like burst into tears when that happened because it was just so emotional and amazing. I mean, that lick is just really that to me like defines what Goose is right now. They're just so kind of like on the pulse of like what this scene is like. I don't know the kind of inventiveness that's going on in the scene right now. They're, they're the like scene right there. Yeah, exactly. It's like the future and that that song and hunger say, I saw this set list, you know, I was going to the show on Sunday and I saw this set list the next morning and I was like, damn, there's <laughs> just so many heavy hitters in this set. I mean, five song second set. It doesn't get mm. better than that. Every, every night was a five song second, second set. And Is that every, true? every night was also a seven song first set with the exception of last night, which was six. <laughs> Wow. wow. Yeah, last night's first set was so good. I'm excited to talk about that. Wow. But yeah, Hunger Site, amazing. That's a see, look at you paying attention to the stats. Like I I, I, didn't, I didn't even notice, notice that. that. Wow. If Ryan didn't notice it too. That's pretty well, we, we could we could actually debate the first night because it started with jam into well, that's just a, how I noted it, but what well, but it but it but it was right into yeah. electric yeah. avenue thing, which was technically like a, a cover, but really wasn't I would count that as one song though. Yeah, either, either way. Um, right. I so love that intro. That, that's a seven, maybe eight, but really a seven song set. Right. But that that's a cool that's a cool thing to note. I I I mean it definitely wasn't done on purpose because of you know they pulled some audibles on the set list and you know moved songs around. But you want to do some more stats real quick? Hit it. Sixty-four songs total. Wait, actually, let's come back to the stats at the end. Once All we, right, remind me. Yes. Mm. I will. I love stats. Everyone knows this. But I want to talk about this hunger site jam because this was like, this was yeah. so good. There was like funky, like thick. People were drawing comparisons to Twist at times, which I didn't mm. hear at the show. And going back to it, it's like 
it's a, it's a CCP almost, but it's not, it's not quite there, but this was a really great jam. You know, they, they came out of the gate firing on all cylinders on this night, you know, kind of a kind of lighter on the improv on Friday night. So it was good to see like a couple of huge jams coming in in this set. Um, yeah, I, I thought this hunger site was excellent. One, the best one in a long time. I'm trying to remember if it was hunger site or what in the second set that some of us in our group heard disease and we just started singing it and it made sense. And other <laughs> that I hear that, but it could have been something we created, but somewhere in that second that. set, if anybody else heard it, and if it was us singing it that you heard it, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that I think with Hunger Sight too, I, you know, I guess from coming from an indie world at one point and just like at one point in my musical life, just went so deep into indie music. And there's so many times I want to say, I wonder if they were listening to this band. I wonder if they were listening yeah. to this band too. And Hunger Sight to me is like really a little bit of that crossover where you're going to grab people you know drip field too, the whole album really but for me hunger site is that one tipping point for that crossover. yeah i agree my friend who mm-hmm. listens to like sirius xm there's like a channel that's, that's been playing hunger site a the lot spectrum, and she's I always think. like well, yeah she's always screenshotting is. it for me yeah and it's like that song's on again i'm like yeah <laughs> but i wonder if xmu is like xmu will play dawn no, and i listen to them all the time but they, okay. they have Oh, are they play Born too? No, no, I I could see oh. them playing Born. Yeah, I mean yeah. those are XMU songs to me, right? Totally, totally. I agree. I mean yeah. that's what I was thinking about that a lot. Like last night at the show, like what's so cool about Goose is that they have this like, you know, they have the traditional jam band influences like Fish and the Dead, but then you know they're the age they are, right? So they've been listening to lots of indie music, which gives them that kind of like crossover appeal I think a little bit mm-hmm. more which is like why I started listening to them because my family could not tolerate fish over quarantine sure. they were like no more fish right. like I can't do it and so I started playing goose and they wait were like, okay did, we can handle this so was joining HF pod like a now I have to listen to fish in the house more exactly, nothing yeah. you can do about yeah. it it's my yeah. job yeah <laughs> it was a really yeah. good workaround for me yeah. perfect yeah. very smart very yeah. smart yeah. <laughs> So second set continues with Silver Rising and Feel It Now. I love Silver Rising uh, mm-hmm. in this placement, honestly. Uh, I mean, I just love the song anywhere because amazing it's song. an amazing song about a werewolf. Um, you know, we, we heard we heard Rick uh, talk about, you know, the, the process behind the songwriting in this one uh, a little bit yesterday uh, with the Osiris Arabolo event, which I believe there will be a recording of it released at some point, <laughs> uh, which... We'll tell the story of that later. Um, but th- this song's amazing. Um, and the debut of Feel It Now that came after uh, New Peter song. You know, we haven't had a New Peter song in a little while, I don't think. Um, so this was great to hear. Uh, I love the groove of this one. Definitely a lot of jam potential. Uh, I, th- I think Feel It Now. Oh, Silver Rising's amazing. The, the, the harmonies that the band put together for that yeah. song were just... Yes. Around. I, I, absolutely best in class and and we got to hear it um acoustic during the podcast as well which was really really special mm-hmm. um feel it now is kind of i don't know like goose meets like tears for fears or something there's like mm. some kind of like 80s like synth vibe to it and it um that that, that that's an instant classic i think by way of thatch you know, where we're mm. just going to watch this song develop fast and really climb people's depth charts. That mm. was a monster debut. Agreed. Yeah, it was great. And then, you know, then getting the, a huge Arcadia right after, which 
Like that, this might be the peak of the crowd energy on on Saturday night during this Arcadia Jam. Do you not want to acknowledge this Arcadia the way I do? I mean, I, well, I okay. Think, so I think we could just we, we again we don't have to be divisive and talk about right. death or this or that. But can we not forever re refer to this Arcadia as just the Cap Theater Arcadia? I mean, yeah, they haven't played another Arcadia at the Cap, so I mean, but <laughs> it, it deserves a name. As yeah, it, it like, was it was really Arcadia, good. This is the Cap Arcadia. Yeah. 100%. I, I mean, I love this. I mean, this song is amazing. There's really also, you know, the song and the jam aside, like the way they've been since last year, they've been doing the slow ending um, a lot, like, and the way that they'll come, like, they'll, you know, they'll peak the jam hugely. And then instead of going right into like the ending with like the huge screaming peak, they like slam down into the ending progression and then build it up again. Which, you oh, know, cool. like, I, I love the extended ending. And that was like, you know, when, when they first did the slow ending at Legend Valley in 2021, I was like, you know, like, I want to hear this. But instead of ending slow, like, you know, they do the slow ending and then build it back up to the real ending. And then I got it at my first show, which was really cool. Um, but that is cool. this Arcadia was amazing. Like, yeah, again, place going nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I was really sad to miss this song. This is like the first Goose song that like really hooked me. Mm -hmm. Like when I heard this song, I was like, wow. Like I just feel like the lyrics of this song, the imagery, like this song is just beautiful. It's an absolute masterpiece, I think. I was really sad to not see it. So I'm glad you did on Saturday night, all of you that were there. You'll, you'll get your arcade. Uh... Oh, I've heard it before. Well, you but... saw it with Trey. Yeah, I saw uh... it with Trey. It was Trey yeah. Kadia. I made yeah. t-shirts. Yeah. Exactly. No way. We have shirts that say Tracadia. I'm That's like, awesome. Love yeah. I love that. I'll send you a link. I'm going to need a link for that. Yeah. And then 726 uh, set closer. I loved, um, you know, two, uh, Friday and Saturday night. Was it Friday and Saturday? Um, no. Nope, Thursday. You can get a Eurotion maybe? Yeah, it was Wednesday, actually. Um, I'm slacking. Wednesday and Saturday, closing the second set with a ballad. I actually really liked. Um, you know, I mean, 726 is just such an incredible song you know gives trevor another spotlight which he got also in arcadia that we didn't talk about um like i mean trevor bass mvp of the run can we agree oh on God, this he's so good um but yeah th this this set closer was amazing um you know super emotional like not a ton of chompers during this one which was great you know always a worry when they play a slow song but it, it killed yeah, that that that's a tough one to catch. Um, just the second time I've seen that song, and mm. I, I, wow. the first one I, I think was back in Fred in twenty one, and I, like I've been every time I I got it, they don't play it a lot, and it's um it, it was a special one to catch. I was really grateful for its placement there too. I I agree with you, ending the second set with the ballad. Like I knew exactly what you were talking as soon as you started saying it. Mm -hmm. uh, both on Wednesday and Saturday had a perfect feel awesome well should we let's, talk let's... about real quick what the set list was for our private party yes we did we didn't yes. talk about that yes <laughs> this yes. is Tell us about here. How that was um so when they open the doors for my 150 guests to come in um we all walk into an empty captive ba -na -na -na, da, da. oh nice it was so exciting awesome. and i won't lie i did maybe request it but um <laughs> I mean, it just, that song, when they play it, it is beyond. It is so fun. And my whole team, my whole crew, every friend just coming out, dancing their asses off. And it's 
what time was it? Six five thirty. Five thirty. Five thirty. And then so they played the fifth of Beethoven, and then they did Slow Ready. In my note to them, I said, "Still my favorite." Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's the best. Sexy. The best. It's sex. That song. It's, it's the sex best. on stage. Yes. That's SOS. Sex I on stage. I thought I was gonna get it last night so bad. I you almost just- did. Well, and when, yeah, when I was talking to Coach before, he said that they were going to, it was on the set list for last night. I don't know if he was messing with me, but. It was. It was on the set list for the encore, but they didn't play it. Oh, so good. Yeah, I have it. I didn't even look. And then Rick, they they were deciding for the third song. And he says, you know, we've got seven minutes left. What? And Mark looks at me and goes, do you want this old C? And I'm like, what's that do? I was like, you want this old C? Yeah. I mean. Yes, yes. I'm always afraid to say it because it is slow, and we just. Oh, I love that song. Everyone was dancing, but it's not. It's it's certainly not too slow. I mean, it's it's not boring. (laughs) It's incredible. And then he sang a beautiful, beautiful version of this old sea, and Mm. uh, I think I'm still holding back tears. Yeah, (laughs) that song is very, very meaningful, of course, and it was just uh, the most perfect three songs. That's awesome. Yeah. That's you got C like is... a little bit of everything. It mm-hmm. sounds like you nailed it with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that song is to me a song that sounds like it's always been written. Like it's yeah. such a classic song. I'm like, how does a young 30 year old like write this song? He also like, wrote I mean, this what... like a long time ago. Long time ago. Really? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a little bit what RJ was talking about on Sunday, but we can get into I, that. I, yeah. RJ, I've never said it publicly. RJ did yesterday. Uh, I I have, we talked about this the other day also, a a good 15 top five Goose songs, but a definitive top five Goose song is definitely This Old Mm Sea. Yeah. And and from its emotional weight to its jam potential. Totally. um, yeah, and we've seen that a number of times, right? The Bozeman Sea and uh, the one down in Mexico. it's a special special song and it, and it was just such an appropriate message nicole for you know you and josie you know with its lyrics and message i'll carry your burden to the bottom of this old sea it was mm. really impactful mm-hmm. yeah it's one of the only goose originals i haven't seen 22 shows in wow. no lead the way mm. no this old sea oh. and seven drip fields well, now you got it. i told you i've seen everything but turkish hills <laughs> I'd believe you. <laughs> that's that's everyone's white whale. <laughs> that's that's Jeff's probably that's probably Jeff's most common not seen <laughs> at this point. Um all right. Well, I mean, and speaking of Dripfield, uh that was the encore on Saturday night, which, you know, it's Dripfield. It's it's never gonna not be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible. So let, let's talk about this, uh, you know, little array below performance uh, that three of us got to see yesterday, which was really cool. Um, you know, RJ and Tom Marshall uh, did uh, an interview with them for anyone who doesn't know at Garcia's yesterday in the afternoon. Uh, it was around an hour and a half long. Um, you know, this was Megan. This was your first array below show. Yeah. And I've been listening to a lot of array below. So I was so, so excited. And to be that close and in such an intimate space was mm-hmm. It was next level. I mean, we'll get into it, but hearing Jeff's bass in that room was, I thought the, I thought the place was going to like explode. It was yeah. so good. It was, yeah. and it just was great. being that close to watching them, watching Rick play guitar that close is just, it's exciting. Yeah. Being like, you know, less than 10 feet away from the stage. Like, yeah. How, how am I ever going to get that opportunity again? Probably not. 
Like, like it was, it was really. I don't know, really Ryan. Special. You're pretty crafty. I feel like if anybody can do it, you can do it. I don't, Ryan. I, I kind of thought the same thing as South Farms, but it keeps happening again. And well, again. okay, but like you, you <laughs> like being up on the rail. I don't like. It's it's a lot being up at the rail for a show. Yeah. Um, not that I've ever done it, but like I'm, I'm kind of scared of it. But I, I like, I like having a little bit of space and being able to breathe normally. And I figured, like, okay, I, you know, normally I would have been like, you know, if it were goose, I would have been further towards the back. But you know, I wasn't worried about people like jumping on me during a ray below. It, it's also <laughs> like, daylight energy is different. Yeah. And you know, we saw a ray below play in, in in Fred. They played a daytime mm -hmm. set at Fred mm -hmm. Fest, and. I didn't even, I, I've been to Garcia's hundreds of times and I never noticed the giant skylight until yesterday, you know, with the yeah. daylight going through. It, it was awesome. That was so cool. I've never noticed that either because I don't think I've ever been in there during the day. It was dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Disco ball, never the skylight. Yeah. 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 Neil and I were talking about that as well. Yeah, they looked really cool. And then Megan and I spent, uh, or mostly Megan spent the first uh, 10 minutes or so of the the event trying to turn on the video camera um which was a lot of fun i, I was so struck i was like i'm gonna lose this moment like this is gonna be lost to history because i can't figure out how to turn on this <laughs> video camera and it was it wasn't like a task i just want to be clear that i was assigned to ahead of time i was assigned yeah. at like two minutes before they went on yeah and i'm not a tech person ryan you're younger than me you should know how to operate tech better than me i wanted to get I'm in there you in like you you like, like jumped up help. on the chair and you were you were trying to figure it out but it was i know was, and then you said that when i jumped up like the bartender came over like what are you doing you're climbing on the bar and you were like it's okay she works for the podcasting company and i was like, <laughs> <laughs> like am i missing said, something don't you just hit record there it's you know it's what not, it's really complicated <laughs> if you know it's it's not you had to yeah. turn it on in this weird way and then it was paused and then the button to record was like i don't know i haven't used a video camera in like yeah you know, we're podcasting 25 30 years <laughs> i don't know i just pressed like you know no computer stream go live i don't luckily, know luckily luckily we, we needed you mark clearly yeah Clearly, but, but yeah, it was funny. Like a couple of people came over and were like, why, why is she climbing on the bar here? And I was like, no, no, no. Like there's a video camera for the event that's happening. Like was, I figured it, it out funny. though. I just had an aha moment when like you're saying, Mark, I realized like the button that I thought was the record button or the power button was actually the record button. And, and I got it working during Silver Rising. So it was great. Oh, and was I mean, the, and the, and the songs we got to see were amazing. The conversation was amazing. As I said, you know, it'll be, uh, I believe it'll be released soon. You know, we know there is video. We, we know that that does exist. Um, but we saw Silver Rising, Honeybee, Dripfield, Thatch, Meat with Tom Marshall, uh, the fish song, and uh, This Old Sea, which this is my first acoustic thatch. Very excited about that. Oh, my God. That was so good. Um, I had seen a, um, a number of these other songs uh, with a Ray Below in December in Boulder, which was a really amazing show. Um, but I believe... I think this was my first This Old Sea uh, by any configuration of the band. So I haven't seen it with Goose, but I've seen it uh, with a Ray Below. Right. So. But it Have was they great. Have acoustic before? Yeah. I believe so. Let me, mm. let me consult the .NET. Uh, no, that was the first time played wow. with uh, a Ray Below. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you for... That's amazing. That was so beautiful. That mm -hmm. was emotional for like sure. Like first batch too. No, they played Thatch uh, in Steamboat in December, acoustic. Oh. Mm. That was the same show where they also did, um, uh, what was it? Fish in the Sea acoustic. But 
Yeah. Also, another amazing thing that happened yesterday. Shout out to friend of the pod, Garrett Dorfman, who got a copy of the Thatch lyrics. Oh, that was um, super cool. And we now know what the first line is, which is Milo Believe, which Sleuths figured out uh, Milo Thatch from a Disney show. Oh, t- like wow. that's the Milo. Oh, Milo. Okay, got it. Huh. So hmm. that, that first line of that Mom's is Milo Believe. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not to be confused with Under That Sea. Well, that's right, the no, second it's, line. It's not the mermaid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Different> <laughs> Disney. Yes, exactly. But it's it's great to now know uh, what they're singing. Um, you know, it was it was also like I'm I'm really looking forward for to people um, being able to watch this uh, event because it was really special. There's such you know? incredible banter. Yeah. You know? Oh my yes. god. I, I'm dying to talk about the butter rum, but like my my favorite <laughs> moment from the Arabelo show was Jeff talking about you know all the great guitarists in the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> Die, you know, to play on stage, <laughs> you know, with Trey and Father John Misty. Yeah, Trey Anastasio. He's like, turns out Father John Misty is on my drum kit, so I get a guitar and I'm just ripping like C. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. I felt like they, Tom and RJ, did such a good job asking questions that kind of get to the heart of like what you want to hear musicians talk about, even mm-hmm. stuff that like maybe is a little challenging for them to talk about. Like I think they came they like, off as fans and asked yeah. the things that I would have wanted to ask, which I appreciate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, I think hearing Rick talk really like genuinely and openly about songwriting and what some of these songs mean to him, like that was really, really special. And then, yeah, getting to have Jeff like lighten up the mood and Peter being like adorable okay. as ever. Although I will say Honeybee is slightly ruined for me now that I know it's about his mom because I always love that song, <laughs> which is so sweet that it's about his mom. But I just thought it was more of like a, a romantic love song. Yeah, I thought so too. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. I missed that. So yeah, it's about wow. his mom. Sorry oh, yeah. to ruin it for okay. anyone else. Well, that's um, cute. Sorry, everybody. I mean, if, if it's any consolation, be for me. I mean, I, will I mean, how lovely is that? Yeah. yeah. And if she it's was any there, consolation, it was so yeah. If it's any consolation, Peter's mom Rita is the best, and she's awesome. Um, I mean, so. I mean, parenting at its finest. Not only is her son an incredible musician and goose, honeybees about her. Wow. And and so is Redbird. We could also piggyback Rick's point that every song really has multiple layers of meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, leaves leaves the interpreter with a certain intended level of confusion. So it means whatever you want it to be. Yeah, which, you know, watching Rick kind of talk about the drip field lyrics and be like, yeah, like, you know, sometimes I'm like writing and I like, you know, I don't know what's going on. And I like that. And Tom was like, yeah, like I've done that. (laughs) And that's so fish too, right? And it's so funny that Rick was saying that because like my dad, when he was up um, with me for Christmas, he's really gotten into Goose and he brought out the drip field lyrics and was like, I don't understand what this (laughs) is is about. And I'm like, dad, you don't have to like, come on. Yeah. Should have been so like that. Funny. Never try to understand fish lyrics either. Never read yeah. them. He wouldn't even bother anyway, that. Let's talk about last night's show. Uh, you know, the grand yeah. finale. You know, Megan, you had quite the experience last night. Yeah, I don't really know what happened. I don't know how it happened. RJ, you know, said uh, when he told me that this Arebolo event was happening, I wasn't sure which night of the cap I was going to be able to do because I could only do one. It's parent teacher conferences these two weeks. Mm-hmm. As a teacher, I'm super busy. Um, I was like, I have to do one though. Um, the cap is one of my favorite venues and I'm a newer goose fan. This was going to be my fourth goose show, but I've been listening to them for a few years, but just started seeing them and I'm super into them. 
So I knew I wanted to see them. And RJ said he had, you know, he's like, all right, we'll come on Sunday because we have the event. I'm like, great. And helped me get a ticket. And that ticket turned out to be pretty magical. And yeah, we were backstage and in Peter Shapiro's box and yeah, apparently dancing, which you're not really supposed to, but you know, we were up on the curtain. So <laughs> everybody was were, were you one raging in the back of Peter's box? Yeah. I was. I love that, dude. <laughs> I was like, night five, somebody's finally dancing in there. Yeah, like, that's yeah. right. I, think yes. so. <laughs> I know. Well, apparently Peter, you know, Peter wasn't there. So like apparently it was okay. And the, the the security people were super cool. They're like, you just can't dance when you're in the seats. But if you're up against the curtain and RJ and I were like, awesome because like RJ and I we when we dance together we we go hard and so I always go hard and so does RJ and we were just up there the whole time it was so fun because all my friends were like sending me pictures of us up there and like videos like the amount of like grainy footage like of me dancing up there is just it's been hilarious and so fun to see it was a really special night we got to do the power up with the band too which was like crazy so it was just it was a great night really magical I'll never forget it yeah, once in a lifetime for sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thanks, RJ. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's dive into the show here. Uh, the music. So first set kicks off. Flea, Indian River, and our second honeybee of the day. Um, I mean, this flea was like it got right down to business. Wild. I oh I didn't God. even check today how long it was. I did um, 17. 17, 17 minutes, 17 mm-hmm. minutes and, and they were flying by the six and a half minute mark. Oh yeah, totally. Immediately, totally. like. It, yeah. it, it like like I, I just put in my notes like they're finding off script peaks so fast like they were just locked in like they yeah changed direction and wrote a new song in the middle of that other song they were playing yeah so many times yeah and then would change direction in the middle of you know that new song and write another new song <laughs> and, and I think that happened you know like two or three times just in the ten minute jam during Flea. and and the lights just absolutely oh my god that that song was amazing you know it's funny that song reminds me of not musically at all so don't worry about that when when I say this it's going to sound weird but like simple because it's like one of these songs that has like kind of simple silly lyrics but then it's this monster jam vehicle that just like launches same with like earthling or alien right like that turns into this just sick jam and and I I thought that was just a total like baller way to start the show. It was just like, boom, like we're here. It's the last night. We're going to burn this place down. I thought it was awesome. Hell yeah. Also interesting to note um, that Honeybee was played off of a 25 show gap, which is its longest since its debut. Interesting. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Honeybee probably adds to the list of songs this weekend that like, I won't characterize as my favorite, but really impress me in their spot, even if it's the first time I ever took a pee break during a show. Wow. Ever? ever? Did not expect wow. to hear that from you. And ever. sorry, I just completely skipped over the Indian River, which, you know, this might, I think this is in the upper echelon of Welcome to Delta Jams. Yeah, but did it didn't, I don't know that it necessarily did anything different. It hit really hard though. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good group. Really hard. Like an an, an, an Indian River without the Delta is incomplete. I I'm still not sold on the 80s synth version with the Delta. Like I feel like it's it's a little bit of a, you know, they're very different vibes. Like last year when they were playing the original, um, you know, like the the more reggae-ish, I guess, version of the song. Um, I felt like that one fit better with the with the Delta, but I mean, 
you know, I'm not complaining. This was hot. Hot. It was hot. Mm. And then Jeff Engborg. I saw so about Jeff. Oh my God. Big song about Jeff. Yeah. Jeff's like, this song about me. <laughs> Before they played it. This was so good. This song is just, it's great blue, right? That's Peter's other group wrote this song. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah, it just about has these like. Jeff Engborg. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's a title, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like this pockets of like, there's different sections of this song and it's so good. I feel like this song just like really, I thought it was a highlight from last night. It really just Big threw down. Big clav energy. Yeah, I could not stop dirty, dancing. So great. Dirty funk. And probably yeah. the singular song that I wasn't expecting to hear this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I was, I was hoping. Yeah, I didn't expect it though. I expected everything. I didn't expect that. Right. Wow. It was so awesome. So funky. Exactly what I like. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it raged. And then it burns within. Great bust out. 75 shows. Uh, not played since last year in, in Nashville. So, you know, it's my first It Burns Within as well. Very excited to hear it. Um, Every It Burns Within is special. Yes, it's a very special song. It's one of, you know, it's one of the uh, oldest Goose songs, uh, you know, dates back to 2014 and I'm sure before, um, but very rarely played. Um, you know, they've only played it seven times ever. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. My know. first experience was during the, the uh, Rick, Peter and Jeff before they called themselves a Ray Below acoustic mm -hmm. streams. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, in, in April 2020. It is actually... It's been played um, the same number of times by Ray Below and Goose. Wow. This Seven song, piece. the lyrics of this song are incredible. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And then I had a moment with my wife. Oh, that was Aww, nice. Of that's awesome. Love it. And, that, and then this rum. My God. <laughs> like, I it's mean, a journey. I, it's I a journey. sitting on it the next day, I, I think this is the new goat. Um, I listened to the Aspen version uh, on the flight home today. Um, I think last night, definitely better. Like, I mean, I need some more listens on it, but I'm pretty sure this is our new goat rum. And it was incredible. The, the spectacle that happened as the band was churning through, you know, you talked about a Trevor being the MVP. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought Trevor really charged into that, you know, dark space and, 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 and Rick followed him. Um, and, and what was happening on stage with the liquid light production, you know, behind the band, it was a darker hue. It was a very hard charging energy, mm -hmm. but not so dark and spacey as to lose anybody. It was mm -hmm. like chugging and energetic. And, you know, there was a constant, you know, um, dynamic pound from the drummers mm -hmm. um, that that and was Peter synth yeah, yeah I mean profit that, 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 that's as good as live music gets just period absolutely wow. totally mm -hmm. totally yeah. agree I remember like RJ and I kept looking at each other like is this really happening like you know it's like it was so good it was just really really incredible yeah some of the best live music I've heard all year for sure Amazing. Brian, you Absolutely. mentioned the profit. How do you distinguish that sound? Um, well, so it's the synthesizer on top of the clav yeah. is a profit. That's what it's called. Got it. Uh, and then the one on top of the vintage vibe is the Nord lead. 
So yeah, those, those are his two synths. And then, I mean, and then, you know, the Nord stage also has a synth sound that he uses sometimes, but you know, when you're a nerd like me, <laughs> you can tell the difference. That's awesome. <laughs> the way they segued back into it too was just super, mm-hmm. super satisfying, just like effortless. Amazing. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, final set of the run, like, you know, Peter noted that as they came back on, um, you know, just, and then tore into arrow you know, I think we all kind of, you know, we felt this was coming. It was night five. They hadn't played Arrow since November, which is, wow. you know, pretty wow. long gap for the song. That that's that's remarkable. I didn't realize it didn't happen at all through the Colorado New Year's run. Yeah. had Last played in Fairfax. Wow. Um, wow. Not the longest gap in its history, but close. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, a hot Arrow. And, and they left it unfinished, uh, which doesn't happen very often. They usually find a way to bring it back around. Um, but they ended it in an atypical fashion. Tip, tip, well, a- atypical maybe, but a typically savage. Yes. Yes. Awesome you know, jam. I, it, it, it might be what we were talking about today in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, really finding that magic, if not for the butter rum. Like the, the arrow is pretty mm. special as well. I, I mean, the, the, the flea, the rum, the arrow, they, they, they all measure up. Um, and and the arrow might get lost in that shuffle, but it shouldn't. It was it was a really remarkable again, two guitar goose when Peter's the way they work together. You know, mm. I, I feel like Peter's got like a. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this wrong, and you're gonna jump on me or something. But Peter's got like a a Corey Wong funk thing. Oh no, that's absolutely accurate. Okay, cool, and. <laughs> <laughs> I drove that whole jam to a really, really um, awesome, dancey, energetic space. Mm -hmm. Did what Arrow does best. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, nice breather with a Western sun. Always, always excited to hear this song. Uh, I love it. I love this song. It's like these lyrics are like Dylan-esque. Like great imagery, just stunning, epic story. I love it. Yeah. And then into the mist, you know, picking the energy right back up. I was very surprised by the segue into white lights here, uh, you know, leaving, leaving mist on its own, but we got like the, you know, instead of the slow jam, we got the, you know, more dance jam version of mist, uh, which was cool. I, I don't think, I think it's been since early last summer since they did that. I could be wrong, but uh, it was cool to get that again. Um, and this white lights just like, you know, blew the roof off again, like lapped. It was yeah. unbelievable. Didn't so, didn't really so go nice. outside the box, but it was just it was unbelievable. The energy, Rick, just you know, like this is like a flamethrower. So the, there are so many different feels to their jams. You know, they, yeah, they can turn through that dark space. You know, like they did during Butter Rum, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, th- then they could do what they did during White Lights. You know, which it was just so bright and vibrant. Yeah. I, I really thought like Peter led you know, uh, uh, on the keys. That's just a, it's a sound that really involves everybody and uh, mm. it, 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 very celebratory white lights. Yeah. Yeah. Dancy peaks. I, I think I texted uh, Ryan and our friend Brian Brinkman after I was just like, good Lord. I mean, that was just like driving dancy, dancy peaks. Like that's what I love about goose. Like they have this like hypnotic groove, this danceability that's just so it's it's just undeniable and and they really nailed it with this and and I also really loved this version of Into the Mist. I mean, 
it sounds a little like the police almost like it's like got this like funky kind of like I don't know it's great I loved both of those and what's this rumor about this no man's tease is that true in white lights Brian I didn't I didn't hear right. anything about this people have been texting in? me about it I, I haven't yeah. back. I've gotten a few texts about that Megan yeah it, I haven't wait, when you hear either, of a timestamp but... uh Okay. No, I'm I'm curious to hear what people are hearing. I'm gonna guess uh it's I'm I'm gonna go ahead and preemptively nip it in the bud, having heard it, that it's probably a CCP kind of vampy thing. Mm. Um, but you know, I'll listen. Let's see if Yeah, I mean I haven't listened back, so we'll see. I didn't know if you had, you know, had it on in good authority yet, Ryan. So we'll wait till you hear it. We'll find out. The the Elgoose yeah. the Elgoose.net team will be hard at work verifying uh, exactly. chat. And just just for the record, people assume that when I say that, I'm just talking about myself. There are other people involved. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get Elmeg to close the set. Uh, they audibled um, that on the set list. You know, they were supposed to play the Labyrinth, which, you know, mm. at the risk of, you know, my prior track record with talking about songs they skip on set lists. Um, but I thought this it was a great move to Audible Elmeg instead of Labyrinth here. I felt like that where the direction of the set was going, I don't think Labyrinth really would have fit, um, you know, with, with the energy and the the flow of the set. Um, but, you know, Elmeg is Elmeg. It's like, you know, it's special, even though it's not a huge bust out anymore. Like, it's my second Elmeg. I'm very happy to see it again. Does it always have to be, like, so... It doesn't. It's the It's the, right, like it's the most special song in their catalog. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. hope that they continue to mark their most special occasions by playing it. It like it, yeah. it, it honestly, it, it would, would have been an, almost a travesty if they didn't just because mm -hmm. this week was so special. And we know that that song is so special and reserved for those occasions. So like, mm -hmm. I'm okay that they played it twice already this year. And like, Every time that they played it was perfectly appropriate, and the next time will be too. It's not any less special just because they have more special occasions to celebrate. It's true. It, I like it, that. It was a good way to close the whole run. Totally. Yeah, it, whole it, run. It, it, it was emotionally heavy. Um, it, it was poignant. And, 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 and then, you know, they did what they do best with it, which is they took it deep again. You know, like yeah, yeah out there, man. It's really good there, and they swung and they connected. It was the most perfect ending, uh, teeing us up for you know the only encore that could have been coming after it. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. It said slow ready on the set list, Megan. I'm sorry you didn't get it, but Empress was the only choice. It was the right the move. I 100% agree with that. I mean, listen, slow ready is like you know, the best, but I agree that this was the right move, this encore. It was so, so great. Just absolutely, that's the way you have to end a five-night mm -hmm. And that back. made it a totally no-repeat week because we yeah. must conclude the full band Goose was on stage for the benefit, even that's though true. it wasn't a public oh, audience. Oh, that's true. true. The full band was on stage. Mm -hmm. Those three songs they played were three additional songs to right. the, the stats now to the 64 songs that they played over the run uh add those three in the benefit to make 67 wow three of those were debuts and only four of them were covers yeah wow that's amazing that's amazing so original all the haters out there who were asking me um, for like weeks leading up to the run and like until <laughs> Saturday. You got that like, too. Do they, they have a big enough catalog for this? Like, oh, like, and I'd be like, yeah. And they're like, oh, but they'll play a lot of covers. Like, no. 
four covers. Wow. Four covers I mean, the whole run. Four covers. And one of the and one of them was Electric Avenue. Right. One of them was three bars of was Electric. Avenue. Very very short. Yeah. And also, yeah. I also don't feel like you need to put a band down for playing covers because as we oh, know, not at all. the best bands in the world play covers. I mean, The Grateful Dead, Fish. Come on, like it's like yeah. it's ridiculous. It's, it's not great, but yeah, I mean, that's still an incredible accomplishment. Like Goose, mm-hmm. like amazing. It's amazing. I do want to mention this? Uh, I was at least feeling so. We have a question for the pod. Surprise! No Factory Fiction the whole run. I I was expecting last night that we were going to get El Megor Factory Fiction. I figured it was going to be one of the two. Oh, one of them. Those are both the you know the special occasion tunes. Uh, but you know mm-hmm. what what were you guys thinking about this? I, I I would have taken it. I, I it's another one. That, I went a couple of years ago. I interviewed Coach, and it, this was before um, it was before they busted it out at Westville, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I said like, "Are we ever going to hear Factory Fiction again?" And he's like, "It's ten thousand to one against." As a matter of fact, just go put your money elsewhere. And they played it like two. <laughs> they played it two weeks later, right? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but. And they've planted a number of times since then. And I mm-hmm. think just because so many of us have a connection, you know, to like the Grateful Dead, you know, where songs like Steven were shelved forever and like became rare or never played, you know, or to, you know, to fish and, you know, the Destiny Unbound bust out or like, you know, all, all these things that they, they, it's more special if you put it away for longer. I say to hell with that, man, play your best stuff whenever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Whatever, yeah. if a song falls to the wayside for a little while organically, but to purposely shelve one of your best songs. So like I, I was expecting it. I didn't think it had to be an either or. Um, we didn't get it. That's cool. There was no way they were going to get to everything. So a couple of things right. left out. Yeah. Slow Ready didn't get played. You know, uh, Ryan Molnar in the chat also mentioned they didn't close the jive loop. We didn't get a Lee mm. at any point. You know, no lead the way. I'm looking at, lead the way. you know. I have some notable song gaps here in my in my fantasy goose spreadsheet. I'm sure some of the serious um, collectors would have liked the Lily's Tiger. I would have very much enjoyed a Lily's Tiger. Um, you know, Dragonflies at 54 show gap right now. Labyrinths at 41. Doc Brown hasn't been played in 32 shows. Hmm. Uh, Travelers at 27. Um, I mean, Honeybee was a 22 show gap, or I said 25 earlier. My my personal spreadsheet. It's possible that it's wrong. Um, lead the way over 20 shows life on the shelf over 20 shows jive Lee is 12. Like there, there are some interesting gaps if you look at here. Um, and yeah, Lily's tiger hasn't been played since 2021 at Fred. So well, we can dream of that one coming back. How many times has that been played twice? South farms and Fred. Yeah. You, I, wow. Free doc Brown. Well, <laughs> Dark Horse um, was just played in Boulder, uh, so not a super long gap on that one. Um, but that brings us to the end of our cap run. Uh, thank you, uh, Nicole, Megan, and Camito for being on today. Really appreciate all of you guys sharing your experiences uh, at the shows. And Nicole, the Fox G1, everything. Can I say Amazing. one thing before we jump? Just because yes. it's still time to bid for the signed guitar, which is absolutely gorgeous. Wow. It's been donated. So if you go to Fox G1, Instagram at Fox G one research and in the bio, you could find the link to bids. You donate to get raffle tickets for this guitar. It's going to be up for a few more days and it's awesome. going to be signed by the band. If you walked by merch, wow. uh, it was on display there. a couple yep. of nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Fox G one research Instagram, get your tickets. Awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I want to also thank all of you because I'm a, I'm a goose newbie and I just really appreciate everybody like allowing me to, to be part of this conversation with all of you who have, of course. who know so much about the band. So thank you. Of course. Yeah, the, the family expanded big time this week. Like a couple people have said like, Oh, I love your band. I'm like, dude, our band. Right. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Now, like, yeah. It begins. Yeah. It was, it was really fun to see all of that happening and like seeing so many, like so much crossover from like my fish universe and it's just, it's great. Yeah. Awesome. And guess what? We're a week and a half away from spring tour. The, the yeah, I was gonna say, you know, I mean, they, they all have a little bit wow. of time off except for Rick who's playing with Phil in two days, um, you know, back at the cap, but we start in Boston on uh, Thursday, the 23rd. Very exciting. Obviously we are going to be here recapping every show the day after if you are listening to this or watching this uh we are still looking for guests for uh the second night of bozeman the boise show the eugene show second night of san francisco and both nights uh of days between in new orleans if you are going to those shows and you would like to come on always almost there to help us recap the day after send us a message on social media at aat goose pod we would love to have you so Thank you guys again. Uh, it's been a hell of a week. Um, I'm going to go uh, shower and sleep, um, <laughs> I think. Um, but, you know, we'll talk soon. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for watching. Have a great week off. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th, at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.